Acts of the Apostles 1-1-8. In the first book, O Theophilus, I have dealt with all that Jesus began to do and teach, until the day when He was taken up, after He had given commandment through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom He had chosen. To them He presented Himself alive after His passion by many proofs, appearing to them during forty days, and speaking of the kingdom of God. And while staying with them He charged them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which, He said, You heard from Me, for John baptized with water, but before many days you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So when they had come together, they asked Him, Lord, will You at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? He said to them, It is not for you to know times or seasons which the Father has fixed by His own authority. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be My witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. The book of Acts is to be considered Luke Part 2. As Luke states at the beginning of this text, in his first book, he has described all that Jesus did and taught. The book of Acts then picks up after the resurrection and describes how the apostles continued Jesus' work and took the gospel to the ends of the earth. Luke begins this text with a robust list of statements about what Jesus taught and what the church continues to believe. The first statement is in regards to the ascension. Contrary to what some groups or organizations say, Jesus Christ physically rose from the dead, having defeated death and after forty days, physically ascended into heaven. Jesus was not merely a spirit, for a spirit has nothing physical by which to ascend. The fact that Jesus was touched by Thomas, ate in the company of his disciples and spoke to his followers, all point to his being physically present and alive. It was as a physical, tangible person that he ascended to heaven. Luke speaks next about Jesus having apostles who faithfully took his teaching to the ends of the earth and establishing churches. Jesus did not merely have a few teachable moments to then die and be done. The incarnation, death, resurrection and ascension all brought about the restoration of mankind, the establishment of the church and the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Jesus' work continues to this day in his church, initially by his apostles and then subsequently by each successive generation, the faithful church. Luke then speaks of the Holy Spirit as one given by Jesus to indwell and lead His Church. The Holy Spirit, as has always been believed and taught by the Church, is the third person of the Trinity. He is not a good feeling, an emanation, or impersonal power, He is a person who is actively, thoughtfully, and deliberately leading the Church. The Holy Spirit was given by Jesus so as to not leave the Church without leadership and direction. He continues teaching and directing with the exact same message as Jesus. Luke speaks of Jesus teaching His Apostles for forty days after His resurrection. This teaching is not documented in the New Testament in the same manner that we see Jesus teaching during His ministry in Israel. In line with John's statement in John 21-25, and there are also many other things that Jesus did, which if they were written one by one, I suppose that even the world itself count not contain the books that would be written. Amen. This idea of undocumented teaching is not about mystery or secrets, it's about rightly recognizing that the Church is not defined by the limited text of the Bible but by the continued work of the Holy Spirit from the moment He was given by Jesus Christ up to our present day. Prior to Jesus' ascension, He instructed His Apostles to remain in Jerusalem and wait for the promise of the Father. He goes on to explain that while John the Baptist baptized in water, there would come a time, at Pentecost, when those in the Church would be baptized in the Holy Spirit. We see here a contrast between the temporal, physical nature of the Old Covenant as typified in baptism by water and the spiritual, eternal nature of the New Covenant, when the image of water baptism is all about the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. The Church from the moment of Pentecost to the current day brings into its numbers those who profess Jesus Christ by the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Baptism is not a mere trifle of public profession, 
it is, as Jesus here tells his apostles, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit in the people of God. In what seems an odd segue, the apostles immediately ask Jesus when he will restore the kingdom of Israel. Jesus does not answer their question or even explain what restoration means, he instead declares that it is not for them to know the timing that God has established by his own authority. What he does explain though is that the Holy Spirit will be given to them and they will then have the power and authority to take the gospel all across the globe. In short, his answer is basically, don't worry about the end of the story, focus on being faithful to the role I have given you in spreading the gospel and taking dominion over the earth. When God placed Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, he gave them a very simple and straightforward command, take dominion over the earth and the command has never been rescinded. When man fell into the slavery of sin, he lost that ability to take dominion. It was not until the resurrection and ascension of Jesus Christ that Jesus regained that freedom for mankind and the ability to fulfill that command. It is as Jesus is the King of kings and the Lord of all creation that is man, He has truly taken dominion and now we, as His people, the Church, are to make that manifest in everything we do for each succeeding generation. Luke's closing comment parallels in a remarkable way with the opening chapters of Genesis. When God created all things, creation was laid out in a three-layer reality. There was the Garden of Eden, which was the perfect, established immediate presence of God. There was the Land of Eden which was the first part of the world that man was supposed to populate and take dominion over and then there was the rest of the world which was wild and untamed and needed to be organized and beautified. Here in the passage from Acts, we see Jesus declare the exact same thing but in reverse order. He says the Gospel is to be taken into Jerusalem, otherwise known as the City of God, it is to be taken into Judea and Samaria, also known as the Land of Israel, and finally, the Gospel is to be taken to the ends of the earth. It is the Incarnation, the Death, the Resurrection and the Ascension of Jesus Christ that makes Dominion possible once again.